Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello everyone, my name is Manpreet and welcome to Cut to the Chase. Now I know we usually start Mondays with a view on the week ahead in markets, but today let's take a minute to talk about Friday's US inflation release first because I think it really does set the stage for the week ahead this time. Now, as many of you would already have read or heard, U.S. inflation for May came in at 8.6% year-on-year, which troubled markets on several fronts. It was higher than consensus expectations, but more importantly, it failed to signal a peak in inflation. Uh, Core inflation, which strips out food and energy, did moderate slightly, but there too the number was above expectations. Now, for financial markets, this meant a rapid repricing of Fed expectations, with markets now looking for a Fed rate of above 3% by year-end, compared with an expectation of 2.75% or so before the inflation data release. Now, in our mind, this explains the sell-off across both equities and bonds on Friday, with the stock sell-off led by more rate-sensitive sectors. Gold and the US dollar, though, were both gainers. Now, coming back to the week, or indeed the the weeks ahead, higher inflation does make the Fed's balancing act between capping inflation and supporting growth much tougher. And this does also bring us to the first key event we'll be keeping a close watch on this week, which is the Fed's June policy meeting and Fed Chair Powell's subsequent press conference. Now, these assume disproportionate importance in our view because while consensus is already looking for a 50 basis point rate hike, the focus will clearly be on whether the Fed is comfortable with the market's current rate hiking path or whether they feel the need to signal a more hawkish stance given the lack of an inflation peak. Now, recall this is key because any renewed round of rising Fed rate expectations does risk creating further weakness across both equities and bonds. Now, this is why, even while we await Fed policy signals, our preference continues to be for sectors like energy and financials, which should be at least relatively more resilient against the risk of any further rise in Fed rate expectations. Higher bond yields also mean we believe a key opportunity has been created in income assets, where yields are now at levels comparable to 2020, on our multi-asset income strategy at least. Now, while the Fed meeting is likely to be a main event for this week, there are several other major central banks due to set policy this week as well. The Bank of England is expected to raise rates further for the fifth time in the current cycle to 1.25%, with inflation, last reported at 9%, remaining the main focus. The Bank of Japan also meets towards the end of this week, and that's also likely to be a key focus as it follows an unusual joint statement by the Japanese government and the central bank late last week, saying they were, quote, concerned about the recent sharp rally in the yen. Now, while a unilateral intervention in currency markets appears unlikely, at, for this at this time at least, given its mixed historical track record, what will be key for the yen is how the central bank signals it intends to balance continued downward pressure on the currency from wide rate differentials on one hand, with continued efforts to stimulate sustained inflation. This week, we also have central banks in Switzerland and Brazil also meeting to set policy. Finally, over in China, um, the country is set to release retail sales and industrial production data for May, which is likely to provide another viewpoint into the state of China's economy. Now, expectations are low, particularly for retail sales, where markets expect a contraction given COVID lockdowns. However, we continue to emphasize the forward-looking outlook matters more for Chinese markets. While renewed COVID outbreaks in Shanghai and Beijing are risks to watch closely, policy stimulus is clearly the key theme. Data last week showed that new loans almost tripled in May relative to April, while M2 money supply rose over 11%, both pointing to clear policy efforts to support growth. Now, these, together with what we see as very undemanding valuations, is why we favor Asia's Japan equities and Asian dollar bonds, especially since they also offer one route to diversify exposure away from a US and Fed-centric view of markets alone. 
So overall, watch the Fed and Bank of Japan, but we'd focus on multi-asset income strategies to take advantage of higher yields and diversify towards Asian equities and dollar bonds. Uh, so a lot to watch this week, but we'll pause there. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and like it. Thanks for listening, and we wish you a happy trading day ahead. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.